Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw here in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. We're here at the WTTC Global Summit, and I'm here with Clayton Reed, who's CEO of MMGY Global. And Clayton's going to be delivering some insights to the delegates here about the future of travel and tourism. And we're going to find out about a little bit about what he's going to say, as well as a whole lot more on Insider Travel Report. Now, Clayton, first of all, it's great to see you here. Uh, again, it's the first time for me. I, I think it is for you, too. It is right? my first time. And actually, you said it right. I think they've exceeded all expectations in terms of attendance here. It's, it's, it's been like 3,000. And that's I've been to WTTC meetings over the last 30 years. And Twice I've never seen right? Yeah. Never, never, nothing like this. And of course, I was two years ago, we were in Cancun with about 600. So <laughs> it's a little different, right? <laughs> it's certainly different. I think people are ready to meet again. Yeah. So here you are. And you're going to be talking on one of the panels, and maybe a few of them. And we're going to be saying, but what are some some of the insights that you're going to be delivering to the delegates? Well, I think, you know, James, one of the big ones for me is there's been a, a lot of false narrative around what's happened in travel the last two years. COVID certainly devastated a lot of the industry, especially small businesses, people associated with tourism. But I think people misunderstood how quickly the rebound would come, especially right. on the leisure side. Oh, I think the, the rebound's really coming a lot sooner than a lot of people P People thought. have stopped wanting to use the term revenge travel because right. it has sort of a sinister context, right. but I think it's the right sentiment and that people are not going to be held back from traveling, and we've seen that. Uh, leisure travel now in the United States, we're actually at RevPAR index over 2019. We're seeing significant volumes. All the airlines are bullish. Um, so as leisure travel blew up last year over the summer, now we see commercial travel returning, the group side, uh, corporate travel, and I think the combination of those two things is a really positive sign. So some of what we'll talk about here is our company's view that things are better than a lot of others are saying. And there's somewhat of still a false narrative around COVID's impact, around the economy, that actually travels very, very strong. So COVID for you pretty much is over uh, for the world right now. Now we're moving to other crises, right? Certainly not over in China. Um, no, I that's think true. That's, that's true. We were going to talk about that because we still have two major markets that are, are not part of the world travel scene right now. That means China and, of course, Russia. Right? People think it's dismissive to say COVID's over when I say that, and I don't mean to suggest the crisis from a health standpoint's over, mm -hmm. but I think it's impact on travel. When you look at our data, COVID is well below price as a concern when you right. talk to travelers. There much more concerned about how much is it going to cost me as prices have gone up? How much access am I going to have to amenities? How am I going, my bag's going to get lost? So I think those concerns are much more on the minds of leisure travelers than COVID right now, especially in the Western part of the world. China's still a different issue. And I think I was encouraged to see some of the protests, honestly, in Shanghai about the, the shutdowns in China, because I think until we get the Chinese travel market back fully, right. regions of the world like Australia, for example, other parts of Asia can't fully recover and travel. No, absolutely. And China is an important market for travel. They are very intrepid travelers. And of course, Russia is too. Russia is going to places like Turkey and here, I think, and, and other places in the Middle East. But so far, they can't go other places, right? Another false narrative, I think, is that the Russians and the Chinese have completely stopped traveling. Right. Even during COVID, China was by far the number two producer of travel GDP in the world behind the United States remain number two, well above Germany and number three. And in Russia, yes, you're not gonna see American cruise lines going to St. Petersburg, right. but you're definitely seeing Russians continue to travel within the region um, and in Eastern Europe. It's still happening. And, and all these things like that. Absolutely, yeah. and especially for affluent Russians and affluent Europeans generally. Yeah. Now, um, 
let's talk less about nationalities than than different uh, na nationalities, I should say. In the nationalities, is who are the more intrepid travelers in the world right now? That now that we we don't have the Russians as much and the Chinese, but from your survey, who are, who are are Americans, Europeans? Who 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 are, who is really traveling? It? Well, Americans drove the European travel economy in the summer. Um, Two hundred percent plus increases on travel to Europe. Americans uh, said for a long time that they wanted to go back to Europe once COVID ended, and they absolutely did. Right. We actually don't believe they will return in the same numbers in 23, and that's why we believe Asia is important for Europe to recover, com right. continue its recovery. The other thing I'll say, and this isn't necessarily a source market, but aging, the aging population, people 60 years old and over, are absolutely the number one underappreciated travel market in the world. They have the most discretionary time. We're they talking about those old baby boomers, right? We're talking about people who is still a very large generation, a generation that still has physical health, ability right. to travel, and a lot of money and time. We tend to talk about younger traveler influence groups like the millennials, like Gen Z, but aging consumers around the world are a major, major impact to travel. And I think marketers sometimes forget that. Well, what about those generational? What about Gen Z, Gen Y, um, the millennials, which, you know, everybody is focusing on the millennials, then all of a sudden it was Gen, Gen Z and Gen Y. And I was saying, hey, wait a minute, what about us baby boomers? You know, we're still out there and, and we're traveling like crazy, but we, we're not as, for a while, we had our, our time in the sun, but now everybody's looking at those other generations. Yeah, I think millennials um, have again, another false narrative, have been cast as a very wealthy generation. It is one of the largest, I think it is the largest cohort now in terms of households, but they're worth half what their parents were worth at the same age. They don't have the discretionary income that older Americans or older global travelers have. And interestingly, the next generation, Gen Z, is the one that's going to inherit the most wealth. Right. $68 trillion will be inherited by Gen Z, $430 billion of discretionary spe uh, travel spending. So uh, that's the generation, I think. And those, those uh, that cohort roughly is between the ages of 14 and, and 24 now. So they're the ones who are going to have a lot of money and a lot of time to travel in the next 10 years. So that's it. And they're the ones who are coming back from this uh, pandemic situation, right? That's right. And willing to travel. In fact, you asked, you talked about sort of those willing to take risk, riskier trips right now, either because of the perceptions of COVID or because of places that may not per be perceived to be as safe traditionally. We see a lot of uh, intent to travel to those places around the world. People want to, younger travelers want to have those experiences. Absolutely. And uh, that's what we're seeing right now. Now, uh, we have, we've, 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 I won't say defeated COVID, but COVID is no longer as much of a concern. What are the challenges that lie ahead for global travel and tourism uh, in terms of uh, inflation, uh, uh, the economy, you know, obviously the war in Ukraine, uh, which may be fairly isolated, but what are the challenges that you, that your research sees that they really care about? Obviously you said, you know, th things as mundane as lost bags, but uh, uh, w what are the things they really care about that are maybe impeding them from traveling? Consumers are telling us over and over in surveys, they have three concerns. One is price. Right two is experience, and three is leadership by brands. And when we say this, consumers want control again. Right. Especially, let's talk about Europe for a second. Americans who went to Europe, on par, scored the, that the worst experience they've had by a long way, according to J.D. Power. Right. Bags were lost, flights were missed, canceled, delayed. The volume was not handled very well. Right. So well, We didn't handle too well in the States either, right? Anywhere in the world, really, because a lot of the industry was not prepared right. for the recovery that came. So now you have consumers saying, I want more control when I travel. I want more reliability when I travel. And I want brands to lead 
from a values perspective. I don't necessarily trust government, I don't necessarily trust institutions, but I want the brands that I travel with to reflect my values. Right. Sustainability, safety, et cetera. So that's also on the minds of travelers. So how does travel and tourism overcome that? Well, I think you have to lead with your values. As a company, you have to say what you stand for. It's interesting, sustainability is a big theme here right. at our conference um, in, in Riyadh. I think um, what consumers say and what they will pay for are two different things. And I think that's important to note as well. Now, uh, where can uh, our viewers, we go out to about 110,000 travel advisors plus everybody in the industry, uh, where can they go to find out more of your insights, more of your research? Well, thank you for asking. MMGYglobal.com is the best place to start. You can access our research and our reports there. If you want to learn more, we have a lot of published content there about what's happening in travel. We, we try to keep up on your releases so you can find out and then you can get access it through through one of our articles, I think. Too. And I post a lot of content on my personal Twitter right. site. I still believe in Twitter, by the way, <laughs> at Clayton Reed and on LinkedIn as well. So the, the, a lot of the data we publish are those two places as well. Well, Clayton, great to see you here. Good luck with your, your panel discussion, and I'm looking forward to it today. we got two days here in Riyadh. It is the biggest World Travel and Tourism Council global summit ever by a lot. And I think a lot of people wanted to come here also to see Saudi Arabia, which, uh, of course, uh, anything to insight on Saudi Arabia itself that you found uh, the, it, during your research? Pretty remarkable, the investment being made here. We were at Daria Gate last night, which is a UNESCO heritage site, the amount of money and care being taken there. It's clear that the, the kingdom wants to make a, a sizable investment in travel and create an environment that for every traveler in the world is really remarkable. The things you can see here, the culture you can experience, it's very different than the traditional, I think, Western trip. It, it is, it's been eye-opening for me to be here, for sure. Well, it is, a, it is a new exotic destination, and they're going to be spending a lot of money, as we saw last night, on making this a true travel and tourism destination for the world. Uh, again, great to see you here, Clayton, Thanks, and good, good luck to, today with all of the presentations you're going to give. Appreciate that very much. Thanks. I'm James Schillinglaw, and this is Insider Travel Report.